today on Restoration Family, I'm going to continue with part two of changing our negative belief systems. And in part one, we went over the first six negative belief systems. Today, we're going to start with number seven, and that's called the mental filter. This is where you get a belief system and you focus mostly on a negative event instead of the big picture. You could look at this situation and say, you know, I had a really bad day today at my new job and it's difficult. And the negative belief system would focus on, gee, I think this is the wrong job for me. I don't really like working there just from having one bad day or maybe one bad event. And we know that this happens to people. We have difficult days. Life is difficult. Work can be difficult. People can be difficult. Sometimes we're difficult. And so when we learn to persevere more and stay the course, then we develop more discipline and better skills. And actually, we get better at dealing with conflict. At some time in our life, we almost have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable in difficult situations. Then our social skills can get a lot better because there are a lot of difficult scenarios and difficult people in life. One of the biblical principles I like to think about that would attach to this negative belief system as a solution would be Romans 12.2, and it talks about how we should be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. When you look at this type of principle, you're actually in an active struggle of taking your thoughts captive and correcting them and thinking in a way that's much more positive, more life-giving, more healthy, not just for you, but also for other people. We see in life that when we act negatively towards other people, we start to create a reality of what we're perceiving and acting out in ourselves. So if we present ourselves like, I kind of don't like people, I kind of don't trust people, people are difficult, and we act that way or perceive the scenario in that way, People tend to react to the way we're presenting ourselves, and in many ways we can create what we're believing and thinking even when we don't want to. So this is a good one to think about, and remember that you can train yourself to be more patient and develop more of the fruits of the Spirit when you're dealing with difficult people in this life and passing through scenarios that are hard, like work, individual relationships, and even our family. The second belief system for today that we looked at that is rather negative, it's called negative mind reading. And I've seen this quite a bit, and I know I've even done it at times. I'm trying not to do it much, but you think you know what other people are thinking, and it's usually negative or it is negative. So you might see someone say something like, you think I don't understand what to do, or I really am not very good at this, am I? We can sometimes do it ourselves, and we see other people do it to us. I don't think anybody likes it. It's not a good quality for us to present. But uh, a biblical principle I talked about that maybe we could apply in this case is John 8.32. Then you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. In difficult times and events, I've often told people, you know, just be patient be kind, be good-natured, and do the right thing, and eventually the truth will make itself known, 
and the truth will always come out in the end. And at times, most everyone agrees with that principle, and it helps slow them down and helps them think through the principle and apply it more in their daily life. So I would like people to think about that when they're dealing with a situation where they're thinking and believing that other people are being very critical or negative about them when they're actually maybe doing a little bit of mind reading. That's not something we want to do. The next negative common belief system is it's almost like an overgeneralization where we have an all-encompassing negative conclusion about a situation or maybe about people. So we might run into a difficult person in a certain area or a town or could even be um, a different type of event or place. And so we think, well, this person was very difficult and actually disrespectful to me. So I think a lot of the people here or a lot of people maybe even of this uh, town or certain area or certain belief system, they're all going to be difficult also. Now in logical reasoning, we see one of the rules in logic is that's referred to as a hasty generalization where we start to generalize a lot of people from one situation or event. And so we generalize people over that one situation. And we know that that's illogical and it's not true. We're seeing a lot of that now the days when we're looking at a lot of claims about racism and also identity politics. Certainly uh, Christians and uh, non-Christians can be labeled and they're taught that they believe and think in certain ways, which may not be true at all. So we know that God has given us a, a good heart and we want to act that out and live that out with people that we run into to every day in our life. And that's like the Great Commission. You know, we should take the gospel of Jesus Christ to everyone that we pass through in this life and live and act and move in his wisdom and in his fruit of the Spirit. You might think, why should I do that with a difficult person? And I can relate to that on some level, but we're seeing a lot of people are really hurting badly today, and these are very difficult times. Some people are really, really struggling, and we really want to be patient and be kind and try to bless people with a peaceful response and certainly words of encouragement and to lift them up. So once again, when you're thinking about this in biblical principles, in Proverbs 15.1, we learn that a kind word will turn away wrath or anger, and a soft word can really soothe a situation. That's something I think we all could do better with. The next negative generalization or belief system, it's called personalization. This is often when others are negative and we believe that that's because of you. Now, you could walk into work one day and say good morning to somebody and they just ignore you or just hastily move past you and you immediately start to think, well, you know, they don't like me or they're rude or disrespectful. But when we think about it, there could be all different other explanations that are coming into play in this scenario. A lot of people might be having a very difficult morning. They may be one of their children is sick or they're struggling financially or they had a hard time or they're not feeling well. The personalization is we start to think of ourselves at the center 
of all of these negative events. And the reason there's a problem is because other people are seeing us as the problem. And that might have nothing to do with it. In this life, people have a lot of difficulties. And the word even says, in this life, you will have struggles and sorrows. And Jesus was even referred to as a man of sorrows. We will want to be more patient with people and understanding and encourage them and lift them up in this life because things are difficult and we're all going through very difficult scenarios right now, particularly when people are struggling with mental health disorders, maybe an addiction, some bad behavior. They're finding a way to self-medicate themselves because they're not doing well with their pain and suffering. And we may be able to enter that scenario and really minister to them at their point of need. One of the things I always talk to my interns and counselors that I work with is when you're a counselor or a therapist or a minister, you basically learn to enter into the pain and suffering of another person and get good at encouraging them, lifting them up, and ministering to them. And that's really something that you want to get good at because we can really minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to hurting people if we think that way and we're intentional about being that type of way. We're talking about where we say you should do this or you must do that. And this was referred to once as the shoulda, woulda, couldas. And these are kind of fault-finding, finding, fault-finding, blaming techniques because we're telling people you should have done this, you could have done that if you would have done that. And it's usually at a period of time or it always is at a period of time where people can't go back and, and change what they've already done. They certainly can learn from it, but they can't go back and change it. What ha- is happening here is we're exaggerating how others should behave. One of the things I looked at as far as the principles is that in Romans 15.17, it spoke about how we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of other people that are weaker. In this life, you will see people that have more difficulties than you do. They may not have the discipline that you have. They might not have come out of a good, healthy family system like we did. They may not feel blessed and forgiven and set free like God has told us we have been. There's a lot of things we might pick up in difficult scenarios with people, but that's really the point of ministry and the point of where we can enter into their pain and try to teach and encourage them in the midst of that difficulty. Now, this is not easy to do. Difficult people can be disrespectful. They can be aggressive. At times, they can be rude. But we will need to learn over time how to minister to people that are hurting. And oftentimes, that's how they're demonstrating their hurt. They're either acting in, maybe in a type of depression or self-hatred or an addiction, self-soothing themselves, escaping from reality, or they might be acting out where they're very angry, they're aggressive, they're being punitive to other people. This pain and suffering will find a way out and express itself in some way or another. And that's really where we want to enter into our ministry relationship and meet people where they're at. In any type of ministry or counseling or therapy session, you have to learn to meet where people are at. And that's difficult 
but that's also the starting point. The last negative belief system is called tunnel vision, and that's when we only see a negative event in a situation. There could be a whole complete situation like going to school or having a class with a certain teacher, and the teacher gives a negative response or maybe a bad grade, and so we're looking at the situation as I'm going to have a really difficult time in this class and with this teacher, she doesn't like me. I'm going to do really poor and I'm not going to learn anything. So we're focusing almost like in a tunnel vision at one event, maybe a bad interaction on a certain test or a certain event. And then we tunnel vision that into the rest of the whole scenario. One of the things I looked at here is that in Luke 19.10, when they talked about difficult people and difficult scenarios, it talked about Jesus, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost and sick people. So we see in this life, we're going to run into a lot of people that are struggling, they're lost, they're despondent, they're depressed, and they feel no loving kindness. And this is a point where we reach out once again, we meet people where they're at, particularly if they're struggling with mental health disorders and addictions or just need to be encouraged, we want to lift them up. A song that I remembered, and it talked about lift them up. If we lift people up, we can draw people to Jesus Christ. And that's what we want to do in this ministry and let him be the great physician and healer. And he can use us as his disciples and representatives to meet people in this lost and dying world. We're seeing a lot of suffering and pain, particularly with drugs and alcohol, mental health disorders, depression, financial problems, families falling apart, marriages stressed out, children being abused. And this is a time when God's loving kindness needs to pass through us into the people that are suffering so that we can draw them to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So thank you for this little lesson. I hope you can use a lot of it and apply it in your life. If you can use it, if not, we'll have some more down the road.